0: WNRI, socket. Hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show. get ready now, go get Don't you? Double up. Okay, thank you there, Elvis. And this is Dunn's Deal on Friday nights. I have moved from Monday to Friday. Thank you for the water there, Jr. And um, so I've got a new night, and we're gonna have, you're gonna get done, Dun's Deal, done with, done for. And done over. So there's a lot of stuff to go on. And you know what's great about this? I get to wrap up the week instead of trying to remind you about what's been going on. But um, so I'm going to love being here on Fridays. And again, I've got to start with my opener. Donald J. Trump is still the real president. Joe Biden is is a false president. He's, he's a farce. And, uh, you know, he's a sad sack there in, in, uh, in the office. No one takes him seriously. And that's going to lead to problems. Hopefully I'll get to the articles later tonight. That'll be in the second part of the show. We're going to take a look at... Um, what the world is like with Joe Biden as as president, <laughs> vice president, that's right. Kamala Harris is the real president. <laughs> no, it's probably Barack Obama. Uh, but there's so many things, so many things. What do we have? Pope Francis goes full communist. Don't be dealing in that. Let's see. God help me hate white people. <laughs> oh, that was a minister. <laughs> she was praying that prayer. Let's see, two hundred and forty-six fully vaccinated people in Michigan test positive for the COVID nineteen. Hmm, it's kind of like that question that Tucker Carlson was was throwing out there. You know, what good is this vaccine if <laughs> if you're not vaccinated from the uh, from the disease? And the other question he was asking was, well, if we get the vaccine. Can't we go out and can't we drop the mask, drop the uh, six foot distancing and all that? Hmm, I'm not getting the shot. I don't trust it. Uh, you know, here's one. Now, this could have been in the Babylon B, but uh, I, I saw this and there's a big duh. Liz Cheney says she will not support Trump in 2024. Oh, boy. What a surprise there. Let's see. Is Dr. Fauci the father of the pandemic? Opinion piece there. Biden backs down after Putin warns him to stay away from Ukraine for his own good. Ooh, tough words there. Oh, here we go. Chelsea Clinton is demanding Facebook ban Tucker Carlson. Oh, and here's, <laughs> here's a really good one. So far... 5,800 fully vaccinated people have caught COVID anyway in the U.S. So in Michigan, it was 246 throughout the whole country. It's 5,800 5, vaccinated people, fully vaccinated people have caught COVID. And if you go further down in the article, I think that about seven people died according to this thing, from CNN of all places. Um, But that's not what I want to get to. I want to get to follow the shiny object. Yep. Yep, just follow the, the bouncing ball. Things are out there to distract us from what's really important. And... A lot of the issues that have taken place the past week or two are deadly and are deadly serious. But second half of the show, I'm going to get into what is even bigger. Well, I'll start in right here. Why not? Okay. There was another shooting incident in Minnesota this past week. Um, You know, there was also one in Toledo. But Minnesota... Is the it seems to be the epicenter of of all things negative in the in, in policing right now? Why is that? It was horrific. Uh, you know, it, w- it was Kim Kimberly. Oh, I forget a last name. Uh, sorry about that. I did a bad job on getting names. But um, a police officer reached for her taser. To subdue a, you know, a, a culprit. And she grabbed her gun instead. Was it an accident? Was it on purpose? Was the female cop a globalist plant. To make sure that things don't calm down. In the United States. As a Derek Chauvin trial winds down. Well. I'm going to back up. Take a satellite view of what's going on. Because there's, there's a lot of stuff happening. One is. The replacement caravans, the the illegal immigrants that are being, um, you know, bust in here to this country, and yes, they are illegal immigrants. The illegal immigrants, they are illegal because if you want to come to this country, you come. In, there's a legal process to do so, and they're not bothering with that. Um, of course, our dutiful president had something uh, to do with that but uh, I think it's up here we got an A2 yes this is uh, President Biden when he was candidate Biden talking about immigration that mother did not sit around with uh, on the kitchen table and and say you know I got a great idea Why I'm going to make sure my son get taken care of is I'm going to put a how old was he or she Nine. I also met a 10-year-old. A a, a 9-year-old. I'm going to send him on a thousand-mile journey across the desert and up to the United States because I know Joe Biden's a nice guy and he'll take care of him. What a desperate act. What I would do as president is several more things, because things have changed. I would in fact make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum, they deserve to be heard, that's who we are. So the president of the United States wants people to surge, and they are surging by the thousands. It's an invasion, people invading, Uh, we have foreigners invading this country. And it's being done at the behest of the president, of the the, the current uh, occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, uh, the so-called president, the fake president, the false president. But he told the people to surge the border, and they are surging. You know, Rome fell when they got surged, and they had a great empire. And it lasted 800 years. Our empire has only been around since uh, 1945. So that's only about 75 years. (sighs) But we're being replaced. And it's a plan by Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, et al., all the Democrats in Congress to replace Americans, to replace American voters. Now, they draw them in. With, uh, you know, the welfare giveaways, the the free medicine, the free food, free housing, free education, all the freebies paid for by you and me, the taxpayers. You know, these Democrats are very, very generous with other people's money. And um, there's a huge benefit that they get out of this. They get voters. You know, you can't tell me that the Democrats aren't going to get these people to vote. And that's one of the reasons why the Georgia uh, law, the Georgia voting law that was passed a couple of weeks ago now, why the Democrats are up in arms about it and the woke corporations being up in arms about it, too, is they don't want you to have to show an I.D. They don't want a person to, to be voting to have to prove that they are a citizen. No, they just want blanket voting by anyone. Illegals, you know, underage, dead people, dogs, cats, they want everyone voting in order to keep them in power because they stole this last election. They stole it with the, um, yeah, going back to the motor voter uh, uh, laws, but they stole it this time around under the guise of COVID, that farce, and they had the mail-in balloting, which is cheat by mail, which allowed uh, the Democrats just to flood and steal this election by flooding the ballots. They weren't just stuffing the ballot boxes. They were flooding the ballot boxes. So, yeah, you that's know, crazy. But of course, talking about this issue, talking about the invasion of illegal aliens into this country makes me a racist and a xenophobe. And um, they're great words, you know, if, if you're playing Scrabble, especially if you put your your piece right on that X with the triple point square. Uh, you know, they can be shouted at you to, to intimidate you into submission. You're not supposed to pay attention to the invasion. That's why I titled this The Shining Object. You know, we've, we've got, you know, the the riots are real. You know, a person dying is real. But still, it's The Shining Object. It's, it's going to occupy most of the, the coverage on the news. Uh, even on Fox News, you know, it's almost wall to wall, riots, riots. And in the meantime, there's this invasion going on at the southern border down in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, California. And these people are being busted and and then nice buses, too. You know, they, they kind of look like, um, you know, uh, a tour bus for a uh, rock and roll star or something like that. And they're being put up in hotels all, all throughout, um, you know, the southern border along, you know, in the, on the U.S. side. Whole hotels and motels are getting bought out. Millions of dollars are going uh, to these hotels to make room for these illegal immigrants, for these illegals to come here. And they paid for, well, they're paid for by uh, the taxpayer, of course. Uh, and uh, they're worked through Catholic charities, Lutheran charities. Yeah, all these uh, nice religious organizations are destroying this country. <sighs> it's crazy. Of course, you're not supposed to notice this, which is why, you know, all the emphasis is on the riots going on, and it's hard not to look at a riot when you're doing news. But there's something something greater going on behind it. And these are replacement migration. Uh, replacement migration is something that the um, the UN is involved in. Uh, you know, they've got these think tanks, and they've got this plan. Uh, they're focusing in on two striking and critical population trends, the report considers uh, replacement migration for eight low fertility countries France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Republic of Korea, Russian Federation, United Kingdom, and bada boom, who else? The United States. Uh, hey, UN, we don't need you. <laughs> buzz off. We don't need you planning a replacement migration for us, okay? Get lost. <sighs> but it isn't just the birth rates that are going to be replaced with the new illegals. There's that racist term again. There will be replacing voters that no longer follow the Democratic Party line. Uh, That's That's incredible It's incredible Oh <laughs> uh, Do I want to go into this right now Or Let's see It's not time for a commercial yet Yeah, I think it is. Let's do some commercials. Let's make some money here, sell some stuff, and then we'll get back into some more things going on here. And uh, let me find something good for a piece of bumper music, and this usually doesn't... The States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the US became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass., was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island, was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did, and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church. In the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass., was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island, was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Okay, welcome back to Dunsdale. And I should mention that my book, Captain Benjamin Church in the King Philip's War, should be out. Hmm, I should say in two months. That's what I'm guessing right now. I've got to talk to uh, to my publisher and find out exactly when. I, I got what I think was the last um, the the last uh edit process uh that, you know so all i have to do is send it back into them and it looks pretty clean right now so i'm going to send it back to them tell them to to get going on the printing and it should be out uh like i said in a couple months so i'm excited about that excuse me and it was fought around here quite quite a bit in uh, north smithfield Nipsichuk. And Providence, um, Sudbury, and Massachusetts, all around the Blackstone area. Actually, it was uh, here in the Blackstone area. It was along the Connecticut River Valley and um, uh, over towards uh, Boston, down to Plymouth. It was all over this place. So it's some good reading, and uh, I hope you like it when you you, uh, order it from Amazon. Anyhow. I want to talk a little bit about Pope Francis. A little bit. The the title of this article is Pope Francis Goes Full Communist. Says sharing property is not communism, but pure Christianity. And you should know this by a guy by the name of Leo Zagami. Um, He was, uh, well, he's got this book out saying uh, Confessions of an Illuminati. So he was in the Illuminati uh, cult, uh, the gang. And, um, you know, it's got a lot of interconnections with uh, the royals all throughout Europe. To read his book, (laughs) it's like a who's who of European royalty. And sometimes uh, he loses me on that. But he explained how... um, how shall I put it? The dark forces in um, the Catholic Church work. And uh, they do some pretty dark things. You don't want to know about what they do with the Eucharist. I mean, who, baby, that's sick. Um, but uh, <laughs> this guy has written this article about Pope Francis. And he doesn't care much for Francis because he has the article uh, as the title shows he feels that, he, that Pope Francis is a communist so we'll pick it up uh, let's see down at the end of the first page here. Pope Francis left the Vatican this morning to celebrate mass in the nearby church of the Holy Spirit in Sassia near the center of Rome where a group of prisoners and inmates were also present at the celebration as well as some so called refugees from the Middle East So, this was an ideal stage for a communist slash globalist stunt by the communist pope. During the Mass, Pope Francis commented on Acts uh, chapter 4, verse 32, that says, All the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything they had. In a statement, that promotes communism, Berglio, uh, that's Pope Francis' um, um, you know, um, maiden name, his given name. Anyhow, stated to a rather puzzled congregation that sharing ownership is not communism, but it is pure Christianity. The Pope obviously stated this not for the love of the Gospels or for Jesus Christ's way of life. But in preparation for the infamous Great Reset announced last year by the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, who founded the WEF in 1971. The projections of the World Economic Forum's Global Future Councils state that people... Will have to rent and borrow their necessities from the state which would be the sole pr- proprietor of all goods the supply of goods would be rationed in line with the social credit point system kind of like what they have in China shopping in the traditional sense would disappear along with the private purchases of goods Zagami keeps going Every personal move would be tracked electronically. Think um, the the vaccine um, uh, passport that they're talking about for New York. Every personal move would be tracked electronically, and all production would be subject to the requirements of clean energy and a sustainable environment. And this is what Pope Francis and the Catholic Church are promoting today. In this nightmarish world, uh, Zagami continues, that in this nightmarish new world that the Pope and the New World Order are setting up for us, there would be no private ownership of houses, nor would anyone pay rent because someone else would be using our free space and we don't need it. A person's living room, for example, might be used for business meetings when one is absent. But in the exchange, you would have free access to transportation, accommodation, food, all the things that we need in our daily lives. But remember, you will own nothing. The article goes on. um, This is making the state God. Uh, I... (laughs) <laughs> I don't think much of uh, Pope Francis. And he's helping to push a state-run uh, way way of living. He's helping to push communism. You know, uh, this guy that he was talking about in here, Klaus Schwab, he runs, pretty much he runs Europe. He's this emperor palpatine type of person even kind of looks like emperor palpatine but he wants to control your life he has said that you will own nothing in the future and you will love it they want to get rid of private ownership of things and i do need to comment on that biblical verse because it's the only place in the new testament where that is talked about Further on, you have the Apostle Paul talking about um, uh, about giving, you know, giving your tithe, uh, giving money to the church and stuff. And he says that you know you you do it according to what you can give, because God wants a cheerful giver. That's in uh, Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse ten, I believe. And um, you see, this whole thing about Acts, you know, was written during Acts. This was a time in Jerusalem. Jesus Christ had already predicted the fall of Jerusalem, that that, uh, Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. He said, when you see the army surrounding Jerusalem, to, to do a siege to Jerusalem, get out, run to the hills. Do, do not come into the city of Jerusalem for protection because it is going to be destroyed. And it was. 70 AD, it was destroyed by two guys, Vespian and, and Titus. Vespian wasn't there at the the final destruction of it because he went to Rome and became uh, emperor at that point. Vespian's son, Titus, did destroy uh it did destroy Jerusalem, and it destroyed the temple. So if you had had any property in, um, in Jerusalem at that time, guess what? It became worthless, totally worthless. So that, that verse in Acts chapter 4 is not repeated again in uh, the rest of Acts or in the rest of the New Testament, and yes, I have read the New Testament through a couple of times. It's it's not repeated, um, and it was, <laughs> I just found out about that uh, a couple weeks ago, doing some studying on uh, the dating of the of the of the New Testament of all the books, and this one guy wrote about that and said this is the only place it, it is written about because. The city was going to be destroyed. So why would you want to have property in a city that's going to be destroyed? You could say the same thing about cities in the United States with all the riots going on, huh? Uh, Looking pretty bad. But um, the reason why that's important is because Pope Francis is pushing communism. He's also been pushing open borders and before i go into the next subject i just want to hit a couple of things that um that the communist party in the united states or in the mid 60s had had written as their goals and i'll just go through them quickly Capture one or both of the political parties of the United States. Uh, use technical decisions of the courts to weaken American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. Uh, get control of schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Can you say, uh, what's what's that new thing out, uh, the the new racist uh Uh, Teachings, current, I'll I'll come up with the term uh, in a minute. It goes on to say, infiltrate the press. (laughs) Can you say CNN? (laughs) Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. You can write LGBTQRXTZY in there, too. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the ground. It violates principles of separation of church and state. Yada, yada, yada. goes on and on. And one other thing about the illegals coming in. They're coming in from countries that have uh, very socialist tendencies and uh, you could even say communist tendencies like in Venezuela and uh, Cuba. You know, so all this thing these things mesh together. We've got an invasion coming in from the south. We've had communism taking over important levers of our society all over. Critical race theory. I knew that it would come to me. That's going to take a commercial break. Uh, yeah, That's what's being taught in schools. Critical race theory that says that every white person is a racist and a xenophobe and they're evil and mean and nasty. And the American Constitution is evil, mean and nasty written up by a bunch of ugly, slave-owning smelly old men Uh, I would beg to disagree best thing that's ever ever been written as far as running a government but uh, I need to take a break right here and we'll come back and we'll talk about Russia, Mother Russia and China Okay. Dunn's Deal is producing his first video documentary. Here he is to tell you about the documentary that he has written. The Battle of Jutland is a sea battle in World War I that has long been forgotten, but it was instrumental in the start of that conflict. Most historians are familiar with the killing of Archduke Ferdinand in Serbia, claiming that that was the reason for the war. That was only a flashpoint. The naval buildup by Germany at the turn of the 20th century was the real reason for it. Germany dared to challenge Britain on the high seas. There was only one major naval battle in the war, the Battle of Jutland. Germany bested Britain, but still lost. Then they decided to re-engage in submarine warfare, something that was sure to bring the United States into the war. Watch for the documentary of a shrouded piece of history that shaped the 20th century. Okay, welcome back. This is Dunn's Deal again here on Friday night, and there's two situations that uh, need to be looked at very seriously. And again, this is all under you know the rubric of uh, you know you know watch the shining object, watch the bouncing ball. All the things that are on TV to distract us—all the riots, riots in Minneapolis, riots in Toledo, riots in in uh, Portland—but um, China uh, has its eyes set on on uh, Taiwan. They want to take that back. They consider that island. It's about 200 miles long. I don't know how far off the coast of China it is. I don't know. I'll guess. 50 miles off the coast of China. Anyhow, the communist Chinese consider it theirs. It's always been a part of China. Uh, And, in fact, even people on Taiwan consider themselves Chinese. But they don't want to have anything to do with the communists. They saw... Mao Zedong come to power in the 1940s, um, actually it was 1949, in China proper. And a lot of the people fled China to Taiwan when this happened. Well, lately, because of the weakness of the current president, I'll use that term about him, unfortunately. Joe Biden is so weak right now, and he is owned by China. Uh, I know. ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, and CNN refused to uh, run any of the information that was on Hunter Biden's laptop. Facebook blocked it from from going on. In fact, all of the the tech giants blocked. Hunter Biden's um, laptop information from from being shown, because what it showed was that Hunter Biden was taking millions upon millions of dollars from an oil company named Burisma in uh, the Ukraine. He also got paid off by the Chinese uh, for a different deal uh, to the tune of, you know, Tens of, of millions of dollars, and Uncle Joe got his cut. He was the big guy. Biden, Hunter Biden, was getting the money from Ukraine and from China. This is during the Obama administration, while um, Joe Biden was still the vice president, and he was the vice president that he was put in charge of overseeing things going on in the Ukraine. So his son got this really neat deal where he got paid millions upon millions of dollars and kicked some of the money back to Joe. So, and um, <laughs> that, that was on the laptop. The, the amount of money that was going to, uh, to Hunter Biden was on the laptop. Uh, the payment uh, structure was on the laptop. There was kitty porn on the laptop. Uh, there was porn with uh, him in hookers. Uh, there, there was pictures of him with his crack pipe. <laughs> and the Chinese have all this. They know all this. They paid. Hunter, so that Joe could get paid. Joe Biden is, is bought and paid for. He is the Manchurian candidate and a dementia candidate, too. So that gives China about four years. To do something with Taiwan. Oh, and by the way, they're not waiting four years. They're doing flyovers with their uh, warplanes right now, which is a, a, a breach of security. It's, it could be a cause of war, just flying over, uh, going through another country's uh, you know, airspace without their permission. Especially when you're doing it in in warplanes and the sailing the ships around and around Taiwan. So China is waiting for the right moment to um, to invade Taiwan. take it back and I, I don't know if Taiwan has any nukes. They would be pretty dumb if they didn't have have nukes. But they've got a lot of conventional weapons. They've got jets of their own, and um, they've aimed them. They've aimed their their missiles at Beijing already, and they let Beijing know that you're targeted. So there could be a war that breaks out there. But again, China's got to wait for the right time when the United States is distracted by another series of riots. Um, You know, maybe (laughs) who knows what it is. I'm not wishing ill on Joe Biden at all, except I want him to leave office as soon as possible. But uh, say he gets ill and, you know, there's a transition point between him and Kamala and China strikes then. You you don't know. (sighs) You you don't know what could happen. But uh, that's there. And there's also, remember? Oh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Biden was talking really tough uh, about um, uh, about President Putin over there in Russia, and he was uh, he was calling him out and called him a killer, and uh, you know warned him that he better watch out. I'm watching him well turns out that um, there's a piece of property that um, that Putin just might take he he's got troops all around ukraine uh, ukraine's a, a a sketchy situation because it used to be part of Russia I mean you go, if you go back like a thousand years when Russia was first starting up it was the city of Kiev which is in Ukraine now and Moscow were the two main cities of of uh, you know it was known like the the duchy of Moscow or something like that and so it's it's like with Taiwan Ukraine has for centuries upon centuries been a regular part of Russia So there's a lot of Russians That live in the Ukraine And they want to join up with Russia <laughs> They don't want to be Ukrainian They want to be Russian And they're in the eastern part of of Ukraine Near the Crimea Which is also an island That Russia took about eight years ago When uh, Obama was president So there's some escalation going on there, and it's really a bit dicey because a senior Kremlin official has warned that any major escalation by Ukraine in its conflict with separatists based along the border with Russia would result in Ukraine ceasing to exist as the world knows it. Um, Oh, here's the other one. Before I get into Ukraine not existing anymore. Earlier this week, it was reported that Joe Biden sent two U.S. Navy warships to the Black Sea as Russia builds up its troops in eastern Ukraine. Yesterday, Russian President Vladimir Putin warned the United States and Biden to stay away from the region for the country's own good. Now, this is Putin warning Uh, Biden. And uh, like Biden said, he's a killer. Uh, Yeah, he is. And he means it. Today, it was confirmed that Biden ordered the troops to stand down and stop heading for the Black Sea. Hmm. So Biden tried to act tough. (laughs) Putin talked him out of it and Biden back down. Hmm. Which is, <laughs> again, it's not good. I mean, I, I don't want to see us getting involved in a war in the Ukraine. I mean, that's that's deep within Russian ter- territory. Well, on the edge of, of Russian territory, but deep within uh, European territory. It's not like when we w- in World War II and we were helping out uh, France and Britain. Um, is it, we can't just sail across the Atlantic. No, we have to go across the Atlantic, through the Mediterranean, then <laughs> through the the Straits, the Bosporus, and um, then into the Black Sea, which, by the way, is where Russia has its fleet, its, its southern fleet stationed. Uh, so if we were to send two battleships against their whole southern fleet, I don't know. It may not turn out good. So Biden recently threatened consequences for Russia as they prepared a large military buildup in eastern Ukraine. As we speak right now, I tell you I have a real concern about Russians' actions on the border of Ukraine. President Biden's been clear about this. If Russia acts recklessly or aggressively... There will be costs. There will be consequences, said Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Uh, by the way, this is the same Anthony Blinken that was uh, uh, slapped around by, uh, by China when he tried to tell China a thing or two at uh, a meeting they had up in, in uh, Alaska. See, the next day, Putin offered a veiled threat to the Biden regime, warning them to stay away from the region for the United States' own good. Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Rab- Rabkov was reported saying, we warn the United States that it would be better for them to stay away from uh, Crimea and our Black Sea coast. He continued, it will be for their own good. Okay, so they've got this recurring theme of, <laughs> it will be for your own good to stay away. And um, this, you know, we, we don't really want to get into this. It's, it's where uh, Hitler Uh, Had his met his doom, and uh, this is Russian territory, and the (laughs) they, you know, gave up twenty million people during World War II to um, to chase the Nazis out of of Russia. Uh, They they will fight for this territory. You know, and, and think of it this way. It'd be like, um, say the United States broke up. (laughs) You know, all all the the, uh, arguing, bickering going on in Washington now divides the country. And somehow, Russia came in to the East Coast and took New England. Uh, And then somebody... You know the president down there in Washington says, "You can't do that. We want we want Boston back. We want Hartford back. Those those are our cities, our towns. You can't have that." And th- they go to war over it. This is the same kind of situation. The Ukraine used to be an integral part of of um, of Russia, and they will fight for it. Now the same kind of goes for Taiwan too, except there's more anti-communist people in Taiwan than there are anti-Russian people in um, in the Ukraine. Uh, the Ukraine has a lot of pro-Russian people, so that's the difference there. And you don't want to get involved in somebody else's civil war. <laughs> That's like when a cop goes to break up a domestic dispute. That is usually one of the the worst situations that they can be sent to. And uh, if we get involved in their civil war. Oh, and uh, the Ukrainian leader wants uh, the Ukraine to become part of NATO. That's the kicker on this thing. We ha- in our pact with NATO an attack on one person is a- an attack on all of NATO well <laughs> I mean there's no way that that the Ukraine is going to going to be accepted in as part of nato not not at this point um, but if European countries get get dragged into this uh and they are our allies, according to NATO. Then, do we get sucked into this war? It's uh, really quite a thing. Quite a thing. So, getting down to the last couple of minutes, nobody called. Oh, I didn't even give out the phone number. I'm sorry. Ah, I just wanted—I wanted to pontificate so much. Next week, I'll be sending out the uh, the phone calls. The phone number so we can get some phone calls coming in because, let's see, that's what I want right there. But I hope you enjoyed this little bit of uh, political gab. Like I said, there are more things going on than uh, just what ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, uh, CNN et al. show, and including Fox, you know. (laughs) A lot of people are going to get surprised by all these wars breaking out because we have a weak president. And, um, you know, they're going to wonder why it happened. Well, it happened while we were staring at the shiny object. So. Anyhow, more on the shiny object next week. Don't have enough time for Dr. Carlin to come on. But um, and there's nothing really too much to go on here. So anyhow, we shall wrap this up. I want to thank you again for listening. Next week I'll be opening up things for the, for the phone calls. And we'll have a blast talking about stuff. Because we don't want to be blind to what's going on. We want to know. We want to know the deal. And you will get Dunn's Deal. Remember, 6 o'clock, Friday night. Be there or be square. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to James Dunn and Dunn's Deal. Join James next Monday at 6.05 following the USA Radio News, 1380 AM, 99.9 FM. This is the voice of the Blackstone Valley, WNRI, One Socket.